Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Relevant Ramble. We are in our supporting student support staff series. And last week's episode was about transferable skills. And at the end of it, we plugged this episode, which is about productivity tools. So Kemi and I just came up with our own list of tips and tools that we use in our workday to make sure that we're productive, that we productive in our student support roles. So this is obviously student support staff. So if you're a faculty, if you are in student affairs and some student support role, we hope that these are helpful tools and tips for you in your workday if you're not already using them. Or if you have other ones, then that's awesome too. We'd love for you to share them. The first thing that you should have to stay organized is a calendar. So I know a lot of people like to go old school and write a calendar. I, I do old school calendars at my house. I love them. Yeah, so I could have it on paper. But if you are in like an organization in a student support role, it's always good to have an electric one. So that mm-hmm. electronic one. So that way people can invite themselves and see your calendar and that sort of thing. So Kiki and I use two different calendars. Where I've worked previously in my past two positions, we've used Microsoft, so Microsoft calendars. So that's what I would say to use, especially if your organization runs by it, then use that because you'll be able to pull up their emails and see when, if you're trying to schedule a time to meet with them, what times conflict and how to find a perfect time for a meeting and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So you have a calendar. That's like kind of minim- minimum bare, bare one day one thing. You should definitely mm-hmm. have a calendar. Is there <laughs> any extra special features about the Google Calendar, Kiki, that you use? I don't think I've used Microsoft before. Do y'all use Outlook or? Microsoft Outlook. Okay. Yeah. We used that before. I don't remember. We haven't used it in over a year, but Outlook probably does the same thing. But Google Calendar... I know like on the right side of it, you can have like you pull up like your calendar, like, sorry, if you're using your email, you can pull up your calendar like on your email page as well. But it also has like, you can put your, you can color code things. I think most calendars do that. You can color code it. I know we can schedule meetings from the calendar as well. You know, if you have your little add-ons, I think, I feel like most of the calendar systems do the same thing these days, just a little bit differently. So I don't recall that there are too many differences, Mm -hmm. but Yeah. And then the second most helpful tool. So this one is is if you're working a lot with students Mm -hmm. is Calendly. So I love Calendly because you can hook it up so that way it can integrate with your personal calendar Mm -hmm. and a student can see what times you're free to talk or what times are blocked off and then they can schedule a time to meet with you. And -hmm. this helps so much to reduce the back and forth emails of Hey, what time can I meet with you? Can you meet on this day? No, I can't meet on this day. Like two hours later, you still haven't heard from the student. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, can I meet on this day instead? I'm like, well, that time just got blocked off now. Calendly mm-hmm. just reduces the large amount of time it takes to actually schedule a time to meet. And it decreases just your email bulk. Right. It's a lifesaver. I love Calendly. And you can, sorry, that was my dog barking. I love Calendly. And I love it because you can also block off times when people you want people to start um, booking times on your calendar. Mm-hmm. So I think I marked off I think the first hour of the day, first hour, 45 minutes of the day, I would say I didn't want anybody to book a meeting just in case if I was late to work 
and then still mm-hmm. catching up with with items or meeting with my supervisor at that time. Right. I didn't want because that happened before the first time I installed Calendly <laughs> and I didn't know that it had that feature. A student literally put on like 9 a.m. at the dot. That's when I literally get to work. Like I'm unpacking, like right. juggling my coffee in my hand, trying <laughs> to open the door. <laughs> and then once he left my office, I was like, let me go back. Let me go back in Calendly and see. Exactly. And they had that feature. So you can tailor it to what times you want. So. Mm-hmm. I feel like some, I don't know if Calendly does it, but there are some platforms that let you tell, like you can tell a student like how long, how far in advance they can schedule. So like they they yeah. can't just like wake up at 7 a.m. and book for 9 a.m. You can like, yes. you can make them only be able to, to book in this amount of time. So if you, yeah, I think Calendly may, I'm sure they do that. Yes, yes, um, they do that as yeah. well because mm-hmm. I definitely say, like you can't book, I put you can't book at least an hour in advance because I've definitely right. had times where it was the end of the day. I had several things I'm trying to wrap up, and then someone would be like, "Ping!" like right mm-hmm. then at that time, and I'm like, "Oh man, I was gonna check in with my supervisor." Like, right, that's everything. So you can definitely set it for like yeah, whatever time of the day. It's like someone cannot just throw on something on your calendar an hour mm-hmm. or two, whatever you want before, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, it's it free. is nice. Calendly is free. I think yeah. you can pay for more premium stuff as always, but the basic package is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And I was I was also just throwing there too. Like if your institution already has a system that you all use for scheduling, then definitely use that. I wouldn't say you have to use Calendly in addition to because I know we haven't had that in the past in my institution, but we're moving towards a learning management system that will allow students to schedule with us. So yeah, if you have that and figure out ways. I know Calendly is good because you can ask questions. Of this, like, why are you meeting? Like, what do you like? What do you need from this meeting? And it helps yes. on the front end for us. So I'm not sure if my college's program is going to have that. It would be very nice, but I know Calendly is really nice for that feature as well. Like, kind of surveying the student before they schedule yeah. or like when they schedule, because it may not it may not always have to be like a meeting where they have to come in. It could be a phone call or a simple email. So yeah, you but can I, kind of screen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say though, I ha- I use Calendly and I say, I put in capital letters and in bold on the next pl- page, please state what you would like to talk about. And I'm not even going to lie to you, at least <laughs> mm, 20% of students did that. And I was just like, man, no one, how come no one knows how to thoroughly read emails anymore <laughs> or just read information in front of, right. so that's one thing, but it, they have that option. Um, it, that, whether they choose to fill that option out is upon your student, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but Calendly mm-hmm. is still great. I like it. Right. And you also had to mention too, like blocking out time to complete mm-hmm. your project. So Calendly connects to your like main calendar. So yes. yeah, if you, like, it, it reads what you have on there. So yeah, definitely. If you know, you have, I think can you mentioned like, if you want to meet with your manager one day or you need to work on projects, sorry if I said this part too, but yeah, just make sure to block out chunks of time that you know you have designated for certain things. But those are our calendar tools. Oh, and then okay. last thing about last thing mm-hmm. about Calendly too. So you they give you a link. And then what I usually did yeah. was I mm-hmm. put in my email signature. If you mm-hmm. want to schedule a time to meet, click on this link. And then that's how they can go into Calendly in and set up a time. And then if I sent out like a monthly or any kind of email, like blast emails, I would send, if you want to send a, if you want to meet with me, I'll put the link in mm-hmm. there as well. So it's a link that goes with it and then they click on it. And then that's how they set up a meeting with you. Yeah. It's really, it's really, really functional. It's very easy to use. 
Yes. So definitely, if you haven't used it before, check it out. Um, so the next thing we're going to mention is, this is more institutional, institutional focus, but your learning management system, which we mentioned a few times in this, it's also known as the LMS. So every school is going to have a different LMS, but it's really how, what your college uses to communicate with students. So it can be called a CRM as well, which is, yes. I think, communication record management system, but they're essentially all the same thing. So it can be used to, if you have a caseload of students, it's really helpful for that because you can see your entire caseload. If you need to break it up by certain things, if you need to send emails to students that send students, send emails after midterm, send student, students emails after the first week of the semester. If students aren't doing great in their class, you can filter it to see what students need a targeted email. So it's really great for that. As we mentioned too, it can be used for scheduling. If you need to, you know, students want to schedule meetings through your LMS. A lot of them do that these days. If you want to send a text, they can sometimes do text features. It's really up to what your school purchases. As. Yeah, it's really because the school purchases that platform. So it's what they have. Sometimes they purchase the whole thing. Sometimes it's more like an a la carte. They'll purchase certain things. Especially, like I know my college, we're just starting with an LMS. So we're just trying things out. But from what I can see so far, it's been really comprehensive. Like you can tag certain students if you want to check in on them, you know, for certain things. So definitely utilize that. You can pull reports from it so you can see kind of a comprehensive overview of your cohort. So, and yeah. that's, I think they're mainly for student people colleges that have cohorts or caseload models i think um i have one at one of my jobs and the other one i had didn't. didn't okay so if so if you have if you work at an institution that doesn't have maybe you have a crm but maybe your department can't use it because we have like oh, a okay. crm for admissions but i can't use it to blast emails mm. um something that i used was i had to go you know very i had to go like you know old school and kind of manually sift my course loads and do like my own record on Excel. But then mm -hmm. what I would do is if I had to pump emails out to different uh, cohorts and caseloads or whatever, what I would do is I would get the emails for each and then I would go in my Microsoft Outlook and I would do a delay email and then I would uh, BCC all of them. And I would set one time mm -hmm. for all of it to drop because I mm -hmm. didn't want one cohort. I didn't want to do it one at a time. Right. What would happen is I would have one cohort. I would send all those emails out and then I would get five emails from cohort B saying, well, how come so-and-so got an email about da, da da I didn't know about that. I was like, hey, I'm trying to get to you. So I would right. just, <laughs> so I would spend like one afternoon uh, delaying all my, my emails and then they had one drop date and then it just spit them all out. So that helped me a lot. Uh, I just put the time in my calendar to, to do all that and it helped me with my um, chunk emails. And then something else that was also beneficial when I worked at somewhere else as well, was in the Microsoft Outlook, we had a texting feature. So I mm -hmm. love the texting feature so, so much. So if I, if I couldn't reach a student over email, I would send them a text message. And you know, 95% mm -hmm. of the time, someone's going to see their text message. So mm -hmm. they were able to really get that communication yeah. from me. And I could send in reminders, even for prospective students. I'd say, hey, just hmm. a reminder, registration is tomorrow. I haven't received this file from you. Just checking in. You want to give me a call? Nice. Da, 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 da. So I love that so, so much. I think that depends on what package of Microsoft yeah. Outlook your company or institution purchases. Mm -hmm. So look in to see if you have that because it's so helpful. I love this mm -hmm. so, so much. 
Yeah, I would say most, like we said before, like most things are dependent on what your college purchases or has in the package. But let's say your college does not have texting features. Cause I think I agree. It is a really great way because most students, yeah, if they're not checking their school email, either their personal email or their text. And if you work in student services, you know that FERPA, we can't send a lot of personal information. We can't send a lot of information through text or personal email, but it's at least a nudge to say like, check, you know, check your student email. Yeah. Check in with me, check your student email so we can discuss this further. But I was going to say another tool that you can use if they don't have texting is Remind 101. So it's literally just that you can build your code. You can build who you want to receive text messages and just send targeted messaging at whatever time you want to do it. But I think they can respond to you. It may come back to your email. I can't remember how it works, but it's another great tool that is a texting feature if you don't have that available to you right now. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Another tool that's helpful if you are looking to get some kind of data or send out surveys to your population of students is SurveyMonkey, Qualtrics, and Google Forms. Mm -hmm. So I know, uh, I think, again, going back to purchasing, where I, where I previously worked, they had Qualtrics, and that was great. So you could get like pull graphs, charts, everything from it. And I got a lot of information. I could sift mm -hmm. it, pull it in Excel, which I love. But another uh, basic version is SurveyMonkey. You can have some surveys in there. I think to a certain degree, it's free. So that's mm -hmm. another option if your institution doesn't have Qualtrics. And then you can also use Google Forms as well. I think a lot of people have used at least Google Forms maybe once, but you're mm -hmm. you're setting up a form, they fill it out, and then you're getting data back on it. So those mm -hmm. are helpful if you're just trying to get, you know, information about, hey, what do you, if you want to send out like an email to prospective students, I feel like that's helpful a lot too. Like, hey, did right. you get your registration so far? Did you check in with this? Did you do this? Even current students, like. You can check in with them during middle of the year. Hey, have you started looking for an internship? Have you went to office hours? How many resources on campus have you utilized? So these are helpful for you to get data and then figure out what to do uh, based off of those results to what you want to implement and do in your department. So that's mm -hmm. helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love Google Forms. We use that a lot at work. Probably too much, but it's very, very helpful. I would just plug too that Google Drive is really comprehensive in itself because it has the forms it has, you can do presentations, you can do Excel, it's all in there. So even if your college doesn't use it and you wanna just use it for yourself, it's a really great tool to use. But the next thing we'll mention, so this is more just one thing, one tool that we, Kemi and I have used for the podcast, but it's for managing individual or team tasks. It's an app, also a website, but it's called Trello. So T-R-E-L-L-O. And we just, I, don't, I think we just found it one day we were trying, to just like plan. Yeah. And it's um we we did the paid we did the free trial. So we haven't used it in a minute. But when we did use it, it was really, really cool because it helped us to see like our different tasks. So if we wanted to say like recording dates, if we wanted to say who needs to do this for social media, you can assign tasks, you can assign colors to each person. It gets really detailed too. So you can like open up the it's kind of like whiteboards or like task boards you can open them up and put details in there so if someone needs to know like exactly what to do so i thought it was a really great tool that it was great for us like individually yeah. but also as a team yeah as well and i think you could see like what each other completed too so right. instead of oh, me yeah, like always tossing you a text saying hey did you do this i could just hop on trello and be like oh she already did this so i don't need to do this so yeah it, it's really cool so i feel like it can definitely translate to your team and your student support staff 
because I'm trying to think, we don't really use anything right now. I feel like we use a lot of Google, like I said, but there's really no way for us to see like, oh, like you said, so-and-so has already done that. Yeah. So it's a really, really fun tool. It was, it was just fun to use too. I think you can customize it as well. So I liked it a lot. Yeah. Do you want to touch on Marklet and then I can touch upon templates? Mm -hmm. So if you, well, not if you, I know we probably all use a lot of links every single day, whether that's links from your college's page, outside links that you need to use. So this is a book marketing tool that a coworker of mine told me about a couple of years ago. It's called Marklet. And I think we'll probably link all of these if we, you know, if it's something different that people haven't really heard of, we'll link them in the show notes as we do. But Marklet is literally just a book marketing tool. So when you, you have to create an account, it'll give you like a template you can use, but you can move the template around. So if you know you want to have links for like all of your college's programs, but you also need links for uh, volunteer programs or nurse aid something, I don't know. However you want to organize it, you can bookmark it. I know this is a great tool because lately my college has been um, having our computers shut down and restart every week, I guess for security purposes or just to like update things. And I lose a lot of my links every single week. Things that like are usually like populate when I type them in on my computer, they don't show up anymore. So Markless is great because it's it's kind of like Google Drive. It's a cloud-based, a cloud-based system. So whatever you have on there is always saved. So you can always just go back to it. So I definitely recommend it. It's really, really cool. I think Kimmy and I were talking earlier if you can share it with other people. I'm not sure about that, but I would say play around with it. But it's absolutely great just individually. But if somebody asks you, like, do you have a link to XYZ? You have it on your Marklet. You can just send it to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And then our last helpful tool is kind of, you have to make shift it yourself. But something that we found beneficial is having our own template, like a FAQ template. So we can just mm-hmm. have our, so I would have a Microsoft document open and it had frequently asked questions from students especially during times of uh, fall registration coming up. So I would have a lot of peak peak, peak times. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel like rewriting a whole entire email. Mm -hmm. If someone asked me, hey, how do I access my transcripts? I could literally open my file, go to the question that says transcripts, and it has a little markup that says, hey, dot, 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 and I'll include their name afterwards. Hope you're doing Mm -hmm. well today. Here (laughs) is how you access your transcripts. Please let me know if you have further questions. So I already have that template there. Copy, paste, send. So I mm-hmm. would it would save so much more time instead of me going in and retyping everything out. I just had templates right on the side. I'm having an issue. Have you connected with this person? Da, da, da. So just it can take a little time. Like just take an afternoon off to create a popular FAQ template of mm-hmm. the most frequently asked questions that you're going to get. And it's so helpful. You just go to the document, copy, paste, send it to the email. Mm-hmm. It's very helpful. Yeah. And I know for me too, like, um, I haven't necessarily done that, but that's a good idea. But if I just send an email, I know like a lot of, we get a lot of business majors and I've laid out something that's very specific to business majors at a certain school. Yes. And I know, I know everybody wants to go there. I just save those emails. So that's why, that's where Google drive comes into play. It's really useful because you can just copy and paste the template or if students, like you say, ask about residency, which is not even my duty, but I'm like, I know they're going to ask me about it. Copy, yep. paste that. So yeah, even creating like if you just have emails that you know people are going to ask things about, just save. Like Kimmy said, it's really, really great to have your own templates because it does save so much time. Can I add one more yeah. thing before we go to the next part? Yeah, go ahead. This is not like necessarily a productivity tool. It's just a cool tool I thought of just now. Well, I'll mention Canva because I know we talked about that as like just a marketing tool. 
And I think yeah. I think Canva is really popular lately. But I was going to mention, so if you have a difficult name to pronounce and you have students coming, students or staff coming into your office or coming to see you, it's a tool called, it's a website called Name Drop. And really? it lets you, yeah, no. I, so my, I was in a program and they, because we didn't know each other and we weren't, we were meeting virtually. So they were like, please do a name drop if you have a name that's not typical or like difficult to pronounce. And I've been including it in my email signature. So I'll just like mm. have my name and then beside it, it's a link that says pronounce. So somebody knows how to pronounce my name. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's called name drop, but it allows you to record how you pronounce your name or how mm. you want to, how you, how your preferred name, you want to use it. So that's not pro productivity, just a thing that if you want to yeah. use it, um, I know somebody saw it and she was like, oh, that's so cool. Cause she's the one that told us about it, but she's like, I'm glad you're using it. And I don't know if people, I don't know if people actually click on it, but I know, I know Kemi and I kind of have unique names. So people yeah, probably, yeah. people butcher them a lot. So yeah, actually, I think my co my supervisor mentioned that before she wanted to see if there was something for graduation. Cause we have tons, we had like, my course load was like 97% like international students. Mm -hmm. So they were from everywhere. So, but we want, you know, their name to be pronounced properly when they're getting their right. diploma. Cause that's yeah. their big time to shine. And she was like, I wonder if there's anything, I think she mentioned name drop. But she wasn't sure if there was a way to like maybe have like an earpiece in for someone to do it. Oh, okay, you know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> but I don't know how far she went into looking into it. But that's where I have heard it. I heard that it's oh, okay. a helpful tool. That's mm -hmm. pretty cool. I guess it's good for our students too, because like just for them, like if somebody you know, if a student wants to use it, I, I think it's a good tool to share with them. With them also, so yeah. people probably listening to this are like Kiki's not hard to pronounce. It's not my real name, but it's not for everybody to know. So. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to get to know her to know what her real name is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, that's funny because yeah. when I told Warren your name, he was like, who's that? I was like, it's Kiki. <laughs> 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 um, but anyway, we'll segue into, <laughs> so kind of to close out this relevant ramble, we wanted to give our own personal kind of like organization guide. So how you can be organized and kind of more time, have better time management skills when you start your day, uh, day to day, uh, when you clock into work and when you leave. So our first item on the list is actually when you clock out from work, write yourself a little to-do list for the next day. And Kiki said it this perfectly. She said, how you end your day, how you end your previous day will indicate how you'll formulate your next day. So that way you already have any items that might have slipped your mind on a piece of paper when you come in. And then once you get in to work that day, um, check your emails and then take, take some time to check your emails, but answer anything that could be two to three minutes, but anything that could be longer in that, wait to chunk through that throughout the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. Based off of your emails, if anything important came up, add it to your to-do list. So refine your to-do list for the day. And by refining your to-do list, it goes into prioritizing it. So what is time sensitive that needs to be done in the morning? And then also what may take the bulk of your time during the day? So that's how you're going to jot your to-do list out. These are just coming eyes tips that we were like, oh, we've used these. It's helpful for us. So definitely implement your own things. But I don't think we have anything much more. Oh, we also just said... Make sure, I think we mentioned it before, just making sure to block off your calendar yes. so that people can see when you're busy, when you're available, and also making sure to take your lunch break. Take your lunch break, whatever time that is, make sure to take that and just take other breaks throughout the day. I know for me, 
I get stuck and I have a window in my office, thankfully. And it, it helps a lot to see like if it's sunny outside, it really like helps my mood throughout the day. But that's not that is that does not replace getting outside. So my coworkers and I are really big on getting out of the office, stepping away, taking walks. So along with taking your lunch break, if you can take 10 minutes out of your day, 10 minutes, maybe twice a day, or if you just have like a really long meeting, take a break. Don't just sit there and get right to work. That's something you have to process a lot of the times. Get up from your desk, walk around, go say hi to somebody, go talk to somebody, whatever it is, just take some breaks. But nothing really, nothing beats getting outside. And if it's sunny, just getting some sunshine, that really helps my mood a lot. Or just getting like some steps in after a really long meeting or if I've been sitting down my computer for a long time, I I just love getting outside during the day. But yeah, I think what Kemi said really just it's really broad in general because we know everyone's work days are different and we want you to just have like some tips that we thought have been helpful. But I mean, if you all have things too that you use, definitely hit us up. Our email is always in the show notes. Our Instagram's always in the show notes, so send us a DM. If there are things that we miss, we'll definitely be sure to share them. And maybe one day we can have another episode about this if people have shared anything that they use too that we did not mention. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, and if you guys also feel led to, we also have a Venmo as well. If you want to help our show and push it forward with our technology and what have you, please feel free to bless us if you feel led. Other than that, please share with your friends and families and we'll listen to you guys. Well, you'll listen to us in the next one. (laughs) See you. Bye. Thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also show us some love and please leave a five-star review. Catch you next time. See ya.